Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy. Most powerful moments in all of history. It would be like God saying for this first time, let there be light. It's just three small words. It's an ocean of meaning in just a drop of language. It is finished. It is finished. It signifies success to a particular course of action. It would be like the word used if somebody trained their whole life to summit Mount Everest. And finally, they get to the summit and they climb back down and they would say, it is finished. This Good Friday, we're here to reflect on the death and sacrifice of Jesus. And the question I want to ask you today, two questions. Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? And secondly, why is he called the Lamb of God? Why is he called the Lamb of God? In John chapter 1, verse 29, it says, The next day John, which was Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The reason that Jesus is referred to the Lamb of God is because he was a sacrifice, and he is here to take away the sin of the world. Lambs are gentle animals, and they symbolize purity. And lambs were often used as an atonement for sin. They sacrificed, were sacrificed in the Old Testament. And Jesus um, is now the sacrifice for our sin, all the sins of humanity. And the phrase Lamb of God refers to Jesus as the perfect and ultimate sacrifice provided by God for the atonement of everybody's sin. Atonement, which means a good action to cancel out a former bad action. So why did Jesus have to die? How come he couldn't pass away silently in his sleep? Have you ever thought about that? Hebrews 9.22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So before Jesus, the priest would offer sacrificial lambs for people's sin every morning and every evening in Jerusalem. That's right. (laughs) It's not a good sight. These sacrifices in the Old Testament were a foreshadow of the perfect sacrifice that Jesus was on the cross. Interestingly, Jesus died at the same time that would have been the evening sacrifice for the lambs in the temple. Hebrews 10.10 says that we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. That's what he did on the cross. That's why he had to go to the cross and suffer. It means that if you believe and receive God's forgiveness, that you are free of guilt and shame. So today, there's no need for sacrificial lambs anymore because Jesus has provided an everlasting sacrifice on our behalf so that we can enjoy relationship with God. That's the big point, is relationship with God. Jesus loved us so much that he wanted to amend that for us. 
So, how does this affect my life? <laughs> you have a choice today. And the choice is, is do I want relationship with God? Do I want to know God? And for some, that might be a scary question. You may be afraid, saying, you know what? <laughs> I'm afraid that God's going to make me stop some of my behaviors, or he's going to change the way things are. Or you may feel like, you know what? That's nice, but I've messed up too much. I can tell you this. I can tell you that God is good. And he is here to provide the gift of salvation. That it's not about a church or a denomination or a religion. It's about Jesus and how much he loves you. And all that he did in order to pay for our freedom. He gave us grace and mercy. So we can say, yes, I believe you. I believe that you're the son of God and I need forgiveness. I need peace. And anything else, honestly, is rejection. To carry on and say, you know what, I'll just keep doing my life the way I want to do. I'll live the way I want to live. Thanks, God, but I don't really need your help. It's only through Jesus that we find forgiveness and peace. Peace with our maker, peace with others, and peace with ourselves. Acts 4.12 says that there's salvation in no one else, that God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And then John 3.16, it's a famous verse. It says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So what the Bible doesn't say here is, guys, just say a simple prayer and keep living the way you want to. Keep doing what you want to do. If you mess up, just say sorry. Like, I can't find that in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. That wouldn't work in my relationship with my wife, right? I cheat, I don't call, I stay out for weeks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's not, that, that wouldn't work well. Louis Giglio said, um, it's no big shocker that to follow Jesus is costly. The biggest things and the best things in life always are. So today, I want you to open yourself up to God's love. Because to start a relationship with him is a wonderful path. And I know there might be some who are hurting today, who are stressed out, who are sick in their bodies. And everything that Jesus did led to our complete freedom and forgiveness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake, God made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that he might become the righteousness of God. I, um, I remember this one time with my brother. Um, we would always have to take turns doing dishes. And um, I knew that it was his turn to do the dishes. And I was so pleased when the sink got so big, full of dirty dishes. And we hated doing dishes. As a matter of fact, um, one time we're like, Dad, could you just please buy us a dishwasher? <laughs> just, that's all we want for Christmas. And the way our, our kitchen was, he couldn't really do that. So there was a little piece of me inside that was happy seeing those dishes get so big. 
And I knew that no matter what he said, he wasn't, nothing he could do to negotiate out of this was going to work. Like, hey, you do it here and I'll do it the next two times. And so when I got home from school, the rule was that you had to do your chores before you could go out. And we'd always go out on our bikes. And this time I got home and my older brother was gone. He was out on his bike. So the first thing I did is I darted into the kitchen and I looked and all the dishes were gone. And it just felt fishy. <laughs> it's like, what is going on here? There's something amiss. Well, later to find out, he stashed all the dishes and crammed them all in the oven and just shut the door and went out on his bike. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? That's a good picture of the Old Testament sacrifices. They would sacrifice lambs, and it was kind of a covering of sin. It's like when you take the, the, the crumbs and you sweep it underneath the rug, you pour it down, and, and that was it. Well, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was different. It took away sin completely. He became sin for us. There were seven places that day that Jesus bled for us. And seven is the actual representation of completion. In Leviticus, it said the high priest would then take some of the bull's blood that they sacrificed into the temple. They'd dip their finger and they'd sprinkle it seven times before the Lord. In every way, how Jesus was led up to the cross, his suffering, his dying, was not only for our forgiveness, but our wholeness. There's an article that was written by Nathan Abel, and he said this. He said, imagine just for a moment the most traumatic emotional experience that you've ever experienced. I know myself, there's been at least a few times that I've experienced such emotional anguish that it felt like my heart was going to stop or that it would literally implode. Now imagine that emotional guilt you feel when you sin, when you really blow it, and multiply that emotional anguish, pain, suffering, and guilt of sin by the entire population of the world. No human being is able to handle that much emotional stress. It's psycho uh, psychologically impossible for any human heart to endure without failing. That's the magnitude of what Jesus took on himself to purchase our freedom and salvation. No wonder that his heart failed and literally died of a broken heart. He died for all the sins, past, present, and future. And when I, when I see the magnitude of that, and I see his request that he wants me to follow him, my answer is yes. Because I'm convinced that my life in his hands is the best life that I could possibly live. He's done everything to show us his love and his kindness and his mercy. And so if you're here today and you're saying, you know what? I know I've fallen away. I know maybe if I were to die and face my maker, I'm not sure I'd be ready. The fact is, is it doesn't matter if you're good. It's forgiven people that go to heaven. God was good in our behalf so that we could be made right in right relationship. And so we're going to take communion here. But before I want to invite up Jeremy and Catherine to, to read Mark, a passage of Mark.
And as they read this, I just want you to think, no. What do you have, Mark? Oh, Isaiah, excuse me, sorry. (laughs) Isaiah records a prophecy of Jesus and his suffering on the cross that would lead to our healing and wholeness. So as they read this, I just want you to think about all that God's done for you on the cross. Go ahead. This is Isaiah 53. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong. He had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. If you're here today and you need healing, or you just need rest for your soul, I want to pray for you. And if that's you, if you could just slip up a hand. If you recognize anything that Jesus has done, that you're like, Lord, I, I believe that you are the Son of God and I need that peace. If you wanted to slip up your hand. God, I, I thank you for the work that you did on the cross. And as we receive communion today, I pray that your broken body and the stripes that you bled for us would, would cause healing emotional healing, that it would bring life. God, thank you for your suffering. Thank you that it brought us to a place of freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're here and you want to make a decision to follow Christ, if you recognize that you need forgiveness, I would love to pray with you afterward. But if you just want to repeat this prayer for me, Heavenly Father, I believe that you are the Son of God. And today I want to follow you. I want to have peace within myself. Please forgive me of my sin. And I want to start a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. The cracker represents his body broken. God, we ask for your forgiveness. And God, would you move in our country? Would you be faithful to your word? And as we seek you and we humble and we repent that you would heal our land. God, heal our land and heal our families. Heal our brokenness, 
We desperately need you. In Jesus' name, let's take the bread. And now the cup. Let's take it together. Father, thank you for your, your broken body. Thank you for the way that you sacrificed for us. Thank you for the new life that you offer. And Lord, I pray that you would just bring to remembrance all that you've done for us. And we worship you. We ask for your grace and your guidance in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for coming. Um, if you do need prayer, before you leave, I would be honored to pray with you. We also have a prayer team um, as well. But if your heart is heavy, if you need healing in your body, we are definitely here to pray. But thank you so much for coming. Um, you're invited to join us on Easter. We have a service at 9 o'clock and also at 1045. Be blessed and have a wonderful Easter weekend.